0: How's your day going there, twin? If my day were a tire, how it's going would be a screw in the sidewall. <laughs> Plated. <laughs> okay, guys, this is the Sugar Cookie Marketing Podcast. And can, this can you is, see me with a little bit more vibe? This is a Shuggy. shuggy. Oh, Shuggy, shuggy Cookie Marketing. I can't. I got to stay, stay on script. Got to stay on script. Okay. It is season two, episode seven. So this will be our what twenty-seventh episode? You can't do that. You can't split it and say season two, That's how they episode do it in, in the, in the big screen. <laughs> We're not going we big screen big time, boys. <laughs> anyway, so yesterday, I know you think we say ho oh, baby, low baby a lot, but our our the place where Cory and I tend to like to eat enough a lot is the OG. The Olive Gardenia. Yeah, so also I, known as the Olive Garden. <laughs> where yeah, you so here, we head off. Your family. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Olive Garden is not a sponsor, despite what it sounds. <laughs> so we're headed out to the OG yesterday, and I look in my rear view, and I just catch a glimpse of an Acura. And I said, Corey, I feel like that is my grandmother, our grandmother, Gams. And then with my sound logic, I'm going to say. Corey's like, don't go see her. What so are you going to have an gonna awkward so conversation? You're going to make it weird, and they're going to feel like they need to invite us to eat. Anyways, I, my that was set. my bat signal. So I make an illegal U-turn. <laughs> yes, it was an illegal U-turn. I mm. should not have done it. My mm. lesson has been learned because immediately my tire pressure light comes on. And Corey puts her head up to my front right tire and says, don't you hear that? And I said, the engine? No, I said, that is the sound of a hissing tire saying goodbyes. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, it was my rear left, so Corey was pretty close. And <laughs> uh, we got home. It was completely flat. And I was at $187 poor. After I desperately needed a rush fee tire. But, but me and Heather tried to break the, what, lug nuts? Uh-huh. We couldn't. I mean, Heather was standing on it. That's how hard we were trying. So we had to call my husband over from It was Corey's like, off. I know we could get somebody else to do it, but I want him to feel needed. He's so cute. Anyways, he did it. <laughs> and he handled the whole thing. It was great. Um, but from a marketing perspective, I called a local tire shop here called NTB. And I said, do you have this make and model? And they said, yes, we do. It's our last one. And I said, okay, what's the price? And he said, 187. And I, do you think that's a little, that's a little expensive for tires? No, because I could not drive my car. I had no other options. I had to go to the dentist this morning. So I am 187 tire poorer and 73 dental cleaning poorer. Good thing Heather had a cookie class to pay for her uh, extra expenditures. (laughs) So, Heather, if someone's just tuning in, to the Baking It Down podcast for the first time. What are they in for? Well, they're going to think we talk about auto mechanics. So, well, we don't. <laughs> uh, we talk about the business of baking and marketing minutes, which is always something that is something if you hear it while you're decorating, it'll just be like, oh, yeah, I totally get it. It. it totally makes sense. Then we kind of, we're offering a course. It should go live next week unless, boom, 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 yeah. before we can get to in <laughs> Right. Um, but that is what we're going to kind of insert here. It is a paid course, but it is the only time we've ever actually monetized this group. True. Allegedly. I think. If nobody <laughs> buys it, then I you have bigger problems. We are going to go through voicemails. Uh, this is you guys asking like questions that are tied to your business and getting answers. Um, then group stuff, which is some awesome Facebook lives we have just passed and we have coming up. Twinterest is like kind of what Corey spends her money on in baking. Um, and then our sponsors. And mailbag, we didn't check the mail. I did so not check the mail, mail, so I was going to leave it off, but then Corey brought it up. I'll <laughs> <laughs> be expecting it next week. All right. Heather is going to dive into the marketing minutes and today's topic is supply and demand so we had a a member said, i'm new to this group but i'm so curious when everyone says they're overbooked why do you immediately tell them to raise prices we greedy (laughs) (laughs) we want that (laughs) money um that too but the law of supply and demand so it's not the opinion of supply it's not the sugar cookie marketing idea of (laughs) supply and demand it's how supply and demand works so great. work with me on this working Let's pretend. What can we use that's a really popular thing that's kind of common that a lot of people want? Uh, TVs. That is so boring. Anyways, tires. Okay. Oh, you already had an idea. Wink at me or something. Yeah, I just thought you are going to be more creative than TVs. The like, a tire oh, well, is more creative? I don't know. Anyways, moving along. Let's pretend every Acura Ilex got a nail in it yesterday. Okay. We have a high demand for tires. Yes. Now, um, and TV has a supply of these tires all right when demand is higher than supply the economic forces will cause the cost of supply to rise when cost rises demand falls does that make sense i'm going to bring it back to cookies yes right i'm tracking okay so i I, you know i try to explain it to her let's pretend i sell mercedes this is a better idea because i can use Math and stuff. Okay, give me a Mercedes. Okay, so I'm gonna sell. A Merce- I'm gonna sell seventy Mercedes. Each one will be a thousand dollars. Steal. So if I sell them off. all, I make seventy thousand dollars. Okay, but I have to find seventy people. That's a lot of people. But a lot of people will want a one thousand dollar Mercedes. Absolutely. Okay, but then I look over and I have a competitor. However, he's selling one Mercedes for seventy thousand dollars. How know. many people want that Mercedes? Not nearly as many. As they're standing at my door. Standing in line for the $1,000 Right. So he has, has I have the high demand. As such, I have a low supply because everyone bought them. Yes. But imagine I had to reach 70 people. Me and that guy still operate under the same 24 hours, right? Uh All that man does is need to reach one person. And he'll make the same amount as you. But he only had to market to one person. He has only one thing of paperwork to file. You have 70 things of paperwork mm-hmm. to file. There's a lot of work. There's a lot of time. I did went on a ton of test drives. He went on one test drive. One test drive. One test. And he has 69 more cars in his lot. So the member who asked this question said, but wouldn't you want people to want you? Why would you want a lower demand? I want more money. <laughs> you want more money and you want more time. Yes. So when we raise our prices... We get less people knocking at our door. But when we get the people that do knock at our door, they are paying us more. That's true. That takes me back to cookie kits last Halloween. There is oh, a local Lord. that was That was a time. Lady, that was a time. There's a local lady who sells the same cookie kit we do for half off. But she has to sell two to make as much money as we do with one. And that, to me, is less time, less time baking, less time marketing. I have to market to one less person per mm-hmm. Plus, we make twice as much for half the work. Right. So, some people, let's, you know, some people do sell a dozen at 24. So, $2 a cookie on the low side of things. But again, they're probably always booked. Oh, absolutely. But they are working a lot, Uh, night and day. So, now let's pretend they double their prices. So, 48 a dozen. Odds are they're going to lose around, let's say, minimum half of the people they were working with They still with make the same amount of the money. Same, they, work the, they make the same amount. They work less. Yeah. It's just it's just a natural win. So when you see that everyone goes to buy something, like that's a fad, right? Um, when What was a fad? I know I've been a part of one. I know Kylie Cosmetics comes to mind when everyone went to go get that lipstick. Still stuff, still full out sometimes. Right. So, anyways, a great example of supply and demand is airports. Okay. It's a hostage situation. When you go to an airport, you cannot bring your own water, Diet Coke through security. Yeah, I remember this. So you oh, have really. to throw away all of your liquids that are over three point five ounces, right? Okay. On the other side, now there's suddenly a ton of convenience stores and restaurants after TSA checkpoint. Yeah, for like a zillion dollars. For a zillion dollars because they control the supply. The demand is the same demand that was on the other side of TSA checkpoint. Uh But now the supply is limited. So because you have no other options, you can either not buy anything, which means you've dropped out of their funnel, or you can pay their elevated prices. Now, in their minds, they're like, yeah, I mean, we have to pay for the people who work here to get whatever security clearance they need. We have to pay to to supply the airport. be in there. Yeah, Yeah, and things like that. But you have no option other than to not buy from them. But I guarantee you that people who do buy from them are covering your loss to them. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great example. So supply and demand. If you are booked out for five months, you're either extremely effective at marketing or you're priced too low. So what would be a good, what would be a good, and this is very hard because everyone, this people who listen to this are across the globe. Would you say like if they were two months booked out, that that's probably a good, it's going to be so different for everybody because you only want to take one order a week, but you have people doing five to six orders a week. Sometimes I take six. Corey's kind of difficult to order from. It depends on my feelings. Corey's. He's an elitist. <laughs> order bigger. So the concept being if you feel overworked, and you are miserable when you think about starting your day the next morning. You need to raise your prices. Oh, that's a good. That's mm-hmm. something we can all associate to. Right. So the way I see it is this. So when you raise your prices, now you will. So some some other member said, my husband is telling me to invest back in marketing, but my brother is telling me to raise my prices. Yeah. And I said, when you raise your prices, you will lose people. When you invest in your marketing, you'll reach more people. But if you do both, you will reach more high-paying people. That is the ultimate goal when it comes to selling something. Yeah. So the big caveat, and you know, I know Nicole, uh, she said, if you want to make money, you just work. She said that yesterday in her yeah. life. There's nothing more true than that. But you cannot work if you are burnt out. So Nicole said that, and she also makes $3,000 every porch pop-up. So she is compensated because she charges appropriately for the work that she performs. Yeah. So now let's pretend you had the Nicole mindset but not the Nicole price. Then you're going to just be overworked. You will quit. Yeah. You cannot maintain that much demand and that many people. Also, when we raise our prices and we deal with fewer people, we also deal with fewer headaches. Mm. When we are at the bottom end of someone with a large budgets budget, we're not as important to them. But when we're at the top end of somebody with a small budgets budget, we are the biggest thing on their mind. They're constantly asking us, hey, update, give me, you know, change this, Photos. change that. <laughs> what? Give me a photo, <laughs> give me a progress photo. Let's see a sketch, let's see a mock up. So when we raise our prices, and I know, okay, you're like, well, that's not fair to the person with a small budget. You're not a charity. You, if if I wanted cookies and I was on a budget, Oreos, Oreos. <laughs> but if a cookie, a bake, something baked to order something, the word custom in itself is a luxury item. You are not a budget buster. Well, you are a budget buster if you're charging correctly. You're not a budget-friendly bakery. You are something custom. You are luxury. You're giving something... That someone can, wow, show off. It's not something that they can just go to Walmart and buy. You're making something for them, for them specifically. So now you think, again, if you're still in the the mindset of that's unfair to somebody with a small budget – if they really wanted the cookies, they could make them themselves. And that's what everyone listening to this has done. Oh. You guys wanted the cookies and you didn't want to pay somebody else. So you took it in your own wheelhouse right. and realized you could make money off of this because you're selling to the people who aren't you. That's why it's so dangerous when we look at marketing through our own lens. Yeah. Um, you guys aren't going to buy from you. It's the reason why you bought, you bought the mixer. So you didn't have to buy from somebody mm-hmm. else. Um, so with supply and demand, I would say ask yourself, am I, am I dreading tomorrow? It is my bad days, outnumbering my good days when it comes to this bakery business. If you have more bad days than good, you will quit soon. Yeah, it's around the corner. Now, the way to kind of turn that around is to raise your prices. Now, if somebody walks away from you, that is great. You have more time. If you raise your prices and they still order from you, you now have more money. But either way, you walk away with something monetarily more since time is truly money. True. And money is... Truly money oh, you're so in the d- truest form. So deep, deep. Guys, everyone get your life jackets. We didn't know we were going to go off the deep end. <laughs> <laughs> so back with my my recap, supply and demand. If you have too much demand, meaning you're too far bo- booked out, it is time to raise your prices. People will stop ordering from you. That is expected. It is the law of supply and demand. Mm-hmm. Um, because demand has I- decreased, your supply increases, and then you can invest back into marketing to reach more people to limit that supply and then at that point it's time again hey do i hire out eventually you eventually if you charge a hundred dollars a dozen bless your soul i love you but that might be the time to come down on your price and hire help to expand your business maybe that's the storefront like eventually you will be priced too high to sustain your market um and that's when you start expanding you know vertically not, yeah. yeah to scale yeah. Yeah. So you can take on more clients, you pay the people mm-hmm. and you take a step back. So you won't be you won't be hiring help if you're charging twenty four dollars a dozen. It You no. it's not you even it. so you'll have to raise your prices before you go laterally and start hiring it out and maybe enter that storefront. Right. Well, I'm going to have some of your tips I need for my next part. Okay. (laughs) Which is, Heather named it, mitigate, eliminate, alleviate. Go, team. (laughs) (laughs) One, two, three, go. Uh, I had a crazy weekend. It was crazy, and I was there to win. It was (laughs) crazy. Last week was one of the most busy weeks of my life. I had 600 mini cookies to make. 600. They were less than two and a half inches, by damn it. They were an inch point three. Something like that. Um, But we had these back to school bites of encouragement um that i did for a pre-sale we sold out but i had now had to make them so i had i 600 cookies i had four dozen orders plus we had a cookie class on saturday i was at my wits end when and you had a custom pickup earlier that day didn't you because you went to mom's earlier in the day before the class Oh, to put those macros. So I did taste test macros. We actually filmed this class for the paid course. So there's a lot of was moving. We so much to do last week, but on Saturday came. It was time for pickup. Everyone had the address. Everyone had the location. Um, I made sure that anyone that ordered had the information that they needed to show up. Plus, I made an extended window of one to five to pick up. Like, you had everything within you to make this on time. Plus, in my message to him, I said, hey, it's very important that you be here on time. I cannot accommodate you after five o'clock. Okay. Okay. Five o'clock came and went. There was five people who did not show. But it seemed like at five o'clock, they all remembered that they needed to show up for cookies. It was fascinating. It was fascinating. So Heather, it was unfortunately, unfortunately, unfortunately he, eh. is an admin on my page. So Hello. She gets <laughs> any and all messages. I hate when I get a message and instantly my phone dings with a text message. And it's a screenshot of the message that I got a notification for from Heather. <laughs> with when the world was a time. <laughs> so like – um. One lady said, I totally I totally forgot. Another lady said, oh, I, intentionally I it on my didn't calendar. Come. This one lady and Heather Heather, actually, I had to step in, guys. I had to become Corey. Uh, I could not stand idly by. <laughs> one lady said that she had an incision back at the beginning of the year, and it hurt yesterday during pickup, so she decided not to show. But never message. But message to say, I want to pick it up the next day. So she said, what time works for you? And I said, I have actually another pickup at 9. You can come in at that time. She says. And I know we're not doing client bashing, but, and forgive me for I have sinned. She says, ah, that's my day to sleep in. So let's make that closer to 1130. You know what I mean? And Heather said, as me, absolutely not. You only have nine o'clock to choose I did not say absolutely not. I said it's either nine tomorrow or it can be in a location a lot farther from our house on Monday between nine to five. So you would think the lady should I have I wanted finished. to say other things. The lady, you would think she would show up at 9 after talking to Heather, but she didn't. She ended up showing she when has she boundaries, kid. And that's what we needed to take away. That so, lady knew what no meant. So I ended up just putting her cookies in the hot, sweaty sun. And I think she picked up or someone stole it. I still don't know. She's not my ideal client. Right. But I want to – so Corey, you know – bedraggled. Her car also had some issues. Issues. I, I was going to say, when he's... Corey's coolant maybe had a leak in it. So the car says... I don't think my coolant... Ba- I think my husband wasn't putting okay. coolant in I think, there. I think I do not want to comment on that since he <laughs> out with my tire. But I think you... The coolant has never been... You know when you know something hasn't been touched ever? It looked like it was right off the showroom <laughs> right, floor. Right. Like this cab is really shiny. So anyways, we open up the uh, coolant w- reservoir and there's nothing in it. And Corey gets this point where she's just... Over it, Where she's like, okay, so I'm like, hey, there's this plastic um, overlay in the car to protect it from water. And I said, hey, I don't have the tool to get these little plastic pins out. And Cory turns Hercules and says, boo. <laughs> and with all might in all the world, with the strength of 10 men, pops these little bad boys in half with just their <laughs> raw... Adrenaline, I, I guess. I just, it was 100 degrees with 100 million percent humidity. We just finished this class. I had to go get to this pre sale pickup. It's almost going to rain. I'm st- oh, already. We forgotten that lady's order. And I forgotten. An and this all happened in the same two seconds. It was fascinating. <laughs> so I so just Corey heard just you. rips this thing off, which is, and she's like, I don't care if the car burns down. But Heather's like, hey, girl, it's okay. We can take a deep breath. <laughs> t- so then Corey's like, I said, hey, the reservoir is a little deep in the engine. Um, can we make a funnel? And Corey's like, pour it all over the car. I hope Let's light it on fire. So <laughs> we came up with a genius idea to do a double piping bag from the p- class yeah. and use it as a coolant funnel. funnel. <laughs> <laughs> Heather's like taking a Snapchat of it to send the family, but I'm like, get the coolant in the car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we lived. Um, but we talked about it. So I said to Corey, you know, after this, she was like, I so done with the people like everything was great about that entire thing the the one part that i have no control over is getting people to show up on time and that's what made the whole thing miserable right so we talked about these three words what can we mitigate what can we eliminate and what can we alleviate so when i say mitigate is what can we stop from continuing well i said let's eliminate people but heather said that wasn't that would not be legal Um, So when we say we want to mitigate, so Corey wants to mitigate the back and forth with the client about pickup times. So can I tell you what you did for me? Go ahead. Okay. So Heather. Absolutely. Anytime you ever want to say what I did for you, (laughs) say it loudly. All right. Whatever. She made a dumb form. (laughs) Heather made this form for me. And if you go, it says in my autoresponder on Facebook, where most people reach out to me, it says, in order to be considered for this cookie order, you must fill out the form. Upon filling out the form, I'll reach back out to you via email. So guess what? If you don't fill out the form, you ain't getting cookies. Right. So that's my first thing of mitigating the back and forth. And it's sent out as an autoresponder. So the minute you message her, the first thing you get is something that she doesn't even have to be involved in, which it worked fascinating yesterday. Um, the form, which we use JotForm, which if you have the paid course, I'll walk you through how to use it, and I'll give you the <coughs> template Cor- I created. Course drops. <laughs> so when we have created the form, Corey... Jot form allows you to eliminate dates so that people cannot even choose them. Mm-hmm. So Corey said, I don't want to take any orders before cookie con. We have a lot of prep to do, um, make it so that the first order date they can do is sometime after the first week of September. It's the end of after the 18th was yeah. my next free spot. So that, so then a lady messaged Corey, Hey, I'm interested in birthday cookies. Autoresponder kicks in and says, start here. She goes immediately to her pickup date, which I put towards the top of the form to not waste their time either. And she said, Oh, I see that you're already booked. Oh, I see that you can't take an order. Thank you so much. I wish I could have worked with you. Yes. I didn't have to say one word. My time was not spent saying no, getting the anxiety of saying no. Someone saying, please, squeeze me in. Because right now, for me, this week, a rush fee isn't working. I can't make it work with even a rush fee of $100 because I just don't have enough time. Right. So Corey didn't want even the option for that. Now, another thing that the form does that we find that with Corey, a lot of back and forth is planning, planning, planning. Suddenly price enters, and they're like, yeah, that's more than I wanted to pay. And then it's all that time wasted. So the form says, mine doesn't start at sixty five. You then <laughs> go up from there. Right. So you can say how many dozen you want. And when you click three, it does 65 times three. And it tells you this will be your base price. Continue on if you'd like to place your order. If they never continue on beyond that, Corey doesn't know. Which is totally fine by me. Right. So uh, the forum did that. Now, another thing, what can we eliminate? So Corey needs to eliminate people showing up after hours. It's just you cannot sustain people showing up late. So we need to go back and through her form, we went and added four things they have to check to be able to submit. And it says that if you show up one hour late, there is a $10 late fee. And I will be enforcing. Here's the thing. I don't think it's what I call, and this sounds violent, the threat of violence. No, I- it works with my kids. so <laughs> so with our cookie classes, I one week before a class, I send them an email. the day before class I send them an email and the day the hour before class I send them a third email. All of them reiterate the fact that if they don't message me before their class time and they do not show up, they will not receive a credit. It also says before if five days before a class, if you can no longer get a refund, you can only get a credit. Um, we've had three people just not show up, never message, and they never ask for their money back. And I th- believe it's truly because the threat of violence was always there. Mm-hmm. Not true violence. Yeah. But the monetary is, violence. Yeah. The thing is, uh, me and Heather really take that approach when it comes to cookie classes because if you get, if I had a two-week notice, I could maybe fill that spot. You give me an hour notice, I cannot fill that spot. Absolutely. That $70 is taken out of my pocket, and that cannot be on me. That is on you for whatever happened, whether it be the calendar, whether it be you didn't know you were going to be in, out of town or something like that. So I 100% am okay with taking that money because you had all the pieces before you. Right, absolutely. And every time, setting the precedent is an expectation. So now that we have Corey's, uh orders coming through one job form. Right. That means she can ex- export all of the orders and get that in an Excel spreadsheet. So there's no more missing orders because they're coming from Facebook and Instagram and the email and the website. They're all have to required to go through Job Form that she can export to Excel. And it was honestly great because, if guys, if you ever took uh, an order via Messenger, it is so frustrating to scroll up to see their details of the order. This job form, I asked this lady who actually went to our cookie class and then ordered cookies from me during the cookie class. I said, hey, I'm going to just send you this form. Would you mind just filling it out? It keeps me organized on my end um, so I don't miss a beat when it comes to your order. She filled it out with so much detail, and it's in one spot. So there's no scrolling for me and wasting that time being like, were the apples supposed to have smiley faces? Mm -hmm. No, it says all apples with smiley faces all in this form which there's an app for job form so I can access it on my phone. Right. Another really awesome thing is we set up autoresponders. So when a form is submitted Corey gets a really Kurt to the point breakdown of the order but what the client gets is a really fun autoresponder says hey thank you so much for considering me when they click submit they're redirected to a thank you page i could redirect them to any page i want i could redirect them to the sugar cookie classes page page and say hey why don't you learn how to do this yourself next class is coming (laughs) she hates you anyways (laughs) so we mitigated we eliminated it now we need to alleviate so Corey said i just don't feel still that even the back and forth is going to accomplish the people showing up on time yeah so we talked about it so i think what we determined is that she's going to set up the same email sequence that we have for the class um an email five to seven days out an email the day before and an email the day up now what i'm going to test with her in their next sorry i hit my microphone oh that was heather guys hello um what i'm gonna i was getting animated yeah what (laughs) i'm going to test with the next pickup the number one opened media piece currently is text messages so we're probably gonna pipe it through either Google Voice or maybe pay to call fire. I'm not sure if Google Voice can do uh, text campaigns. Okay. But send a text the day before and the morning of saying, Hey, here is your time window. Be here. And after that, if we don't hear from you that need to reschedule, no sweat. There'll be a ten dollar rescheduling fee. Love it. Yeah. Compensate me for my time because you had a big window. It was four hours. With mm-hmm. plenty of reminders. But now that they all have to come. So when they go through job form, they cannot submit it without providing a required email address and a required phone number. Meaning that Corey now has two ways she can guarantee to reach them. No more that I don't check messenger thing. Um, yeah. If yeah. Facebook went away today, would your business stop? If your answer is I think so, you've got to think about how to alleviate what can and if a lot of people are losing their account access. They just have really poor password management. Right. Um, so a lot of people use their Facebook password on all these other websites. It's a matter of time before you lose access to it, and you won't get it back. I just want to say, Heather takes apart password management in the in the in the course. I what? know does this course have everything you I need to grow your does. business? But even if I could almost tell you guys, the course covers one password manager. Here's here's a free course for you. It's LastPass.com. It is the last password you'll ever need to remember. And in the course, yeah, I do walk you through it, but it's pretty self-explanatory. Change your Facebook password if it is shared, even on one other site. Mm. Okay, great. Now, on that note, mm. Lori writes to when I make the post in the group about this. Okay, she said, "I wanted I want to give you my experience." Now, Lori is from Punta Gorda Cookies, and this is what she wrote. I just wanted to read it. Sure. I read, I read this after I did what it suggests, and I just want to explain. Sorry, it's long. My biggest frustration right now is customers not ordering correctly on my square site, needing multiple explanations on two tiers of cookie pricing, and not following my pickup instructions. I keep repeating, I just don't want to stay in the kitchen. I just want to stay in the kitchen. I just don't want to deal with the people. Um, but people are necessary, as it turns out. Smiley face. I had manipulated squared to create a very flexible ordering process. Once you ordered a dozen, you could add any number of extra cookies. Need 13, need 14, that's fine. This was, I argued, because a lot of people who have limited budgets and still want pretty cookies. What I realized, and eliminated in all caps, was that I created a system for people who order the least amount of my product, uh, spend the least amount of money, and are not my ideal customer. It's okay for me to not have options for everybody. It's a premium product. I removed all the extras and add-ons, way simplifying my site. Mm. She goes on. Second, With the not reading and not understanding the pricing tiers, a simple sit down with my husband as my customer going through my order process revealed some simple changes that were needed to the naming and wording and curating my photos better for each tier that would help him understand what he was ordering. It made me realize I was assuming customers understand cookie decorating like I do, like Mm -hmm. I do, but they don't. So I alleviated some of my issues by changing up the site based on his eyes as mostly novice The most novice cookie order. Right. She goes on, finally, the pickup thing. Mm. This is a continual problem where customers just don't honor their preselected pickup times. It's infuriating, and Saturday was my worst day ever, with three out of four pickups were early or late. Girl, I feel you. Saturday was a rough day (laughs) for all y'all. The most egregious was supposed to be picked up at 8.30 a.m. That's the default time on my order, and I knew it, uh, but this was not the customer's first order, so I didn't question it. Okay. Okay. I set the standard pickup instructions, which include text me if your time changes. Disclaimer. I put the cookies in a cooler on the front porch of pickup, but never I never leave them out there for more than an hour. It's like insanely hot here and had a long since taken her cookies out and set them back inside because she didn't yeah. show. Uh, I heard crickets from her all day. Determined to not hold her hand again, I went on with my day. It was a rare pool day with copious amounts of sun and alcohol. At 4.30, the husband went to put something in the garage and around the side of the house and found the customer, parked in front of my home, trying to contact me by phone to get her cookies. My phone was set aside, and my initial instinct was that I had not honored my own texting instructions. I felt like I didn't know there was a test a panic wash over me. He did the right thing, dripping wet and wrapped in a towel by reaching in and getting her cookies for her. When I looked at my phone, I saw she texted me when she got into the driveway eight hours after her pickup time and well outside my posted business hours. She literally showed up my door eight hours later and expected me to drop everything for her. Zero respect for my time, my home, and my family. That was my wall. But she's not my first. She will be my last. Uh, so Sunday, after sleeping off my rum-soaked pool day, I posted a very professional respect my hours and instructions as I respect and bend to your cookie request. Post to Instagram and Facebook with great feedback. Nothing from that customer. And honestly, if she never orders again, I won't shed a tear. Boundaries, right? Mm-hmm. I mitigated this pickup issue without calling out any single incident by being firm, but by being firm with my policies. We'll see if the next weekend goes better. My next step is to restrict pickups to a single hour of each day, and they can make it or they cannot order. I'm over it. I shouldn't have let as many of those in- incidents roll off my back as it did. So reading this post just validated all the adjustments i made in the last five days. It was time for me to think more like a business and less like a friend who bakes cookies for strangers who pay hair. LOL. Carry on. Preach. Woo, Lori. Preach. Can I just say, to that point, I was surfing around in a mom's group. It's what I do from time to time. It's kind of fun. It was a fun time. ride. Um, and I saw, don't buy from Mrs. Something. Oh, really? You didn't tag me in it? No, I did not because I was so engrossed in it. Aww. It says, do not sign up for blah, blah, blah's in-home daycare. She's so petty. All caps. Of course I oh said. Oh, my goodness. These are the ones I want to screenshot. Put my on. readers on and took a little sit. And <laughs> Hello. Look look. And it was said... This lady is so petty. She has it in her contract that if you show up past 10, she'll not wash your kids. Even if you show up at 1010, 10, she will tell you that you are beyond her limit of 10 there you go, boundary babe right there. You have to give her a two-week notice if your job changes because she claims that it takes her two weeks to find someone else to be Please filled. Please tell me the comment section was against the poster. Someone said, girl... <laughs> If she doesn't have that, she's not going to get walked over. She's going to get run over. And this is why those things are in place. Did you sign the dotted line on the contract? Yes. You said yes to these things. So it should not come to a surprise to you when she enforces them. Just because it doesn't fit your day doesn't mean you her day has to bend for you absolutely when you do not tell a client no that behavior is not appropriate if you do not say those words if you say well i i think they'll understand no no if you do not say no to them you You're just saying? said yes that behavior is appropriate yes. continue to do it there is no pain because you didn't allow there to be pain there needs to be an awkward silence there needs to be a late fee there needs to be thank you so much your order has been donated to a family in need Uh, One of Corey's ladies um, had a death in the family. It was very surprising. She reached out during the pickup window and said, I am so sorry. I cannot make it. I am out of state. Please donate those cookies to somebody else. And you know what? It's case by case because I appreciated that she reached out to me and I said, hey, if it's okay with you, I can make a pickup in Burke work during these hours, which worked for me because I would be in Burke. And she said, I appreciate that so much. I'll see you on Monday at 10. And she showed up Monday at 9.55. Right. So- it's not just – you're not this, like, you know, hardened criminal. No. It, d- it I know we sound like we're about to have an altar call here, guys. So um <laughs> That was Heather's thing. <laughs> so you can hire for cookie-con karaoke. <laughs> um, but the thing is, it's respecting people's boundaries. The thing is, if someone's respecting a, your own boundaries. Yeah that's what i meant yeah. if they had <laughs> screw their <boundaries>. <laughs> <laughs> no one's boundaries matter if they had a cookie business and you didn't show up on time for them they would be offended so this is probably the biggest pain point that i suffer from as a business owner is being this hardened criminal that follows up on my boundaries i want to be paid for that time if you want your cookies that's fine um, but i will be paid for the time that i had to sit here babysitting and there is a way to deliver unfortunate news effectively mm-hmm. so let's say cory says hey I want to sleep in. I'm not going to make your pickup time. And I'll be like, hey, absolutely. Love sleeping in, too. There'll be an additional $10 fee, but I totally get it. I'll just send you the invoice right now. No, what's she going to do? Break open my door to grab the cookies? No, you got to pay. it. (laughs) So she'll either pay it or she says, well, I don't want to pay that. Okay, no sweat. Then I'll see you at 1. Yes. During the pickup time. Yeah. Them when you say, well, what works for you, you've opened the door for them to name what works for them. It's no longer you are accommodating with your four or five hour window. And now if they aren't able to come during that time, now they need to accommodate you if you want to do that. Heather said, "Gore, you just need to give the cookies away. Honestly. Um I just couldn't grapple with that. You know, I don't know why. So I think the reason why, when we go through the mitigate, elemi- eliminate, alleviate, is that Corey never set the expectation expectations really hard at the beginning. Right. So, so, so she then felt that loosey-goosey yeah. at the end. So now that the expectations, and with job form, you can have an autoresponder that says, hey, here is the order information. I'll confirm with you if I want to take this order or not. But job form can accept payment, so if you're willing just to take every order. Um, but you can say... Here's the things you agreed to. And it says, I will pay a $10 late fee if I'm not there within an hour window. So this next time I do it, which will probably be around Halloween, I'm definitely going to implement these three things to help alleviate my stress and my struggles. uh, Eliminate some Advil and mitigate some (laughs) some, some hair pulling out. (laughs) Uh, Um, But that was kind of crazy. It was very frustrating on my part because any conversation that happened after 5 p.m. was then borrowing time from my day off, which was Sunday. So I ended up not really even getting that a little bit, mostly because I had a little mess up in my head, (laughs) which I can talk about if you want me to. (laughs) Yeah. So Corey, okay. Because there were so many different uh, funnels that people were coming through and nobody was abiding by the rules. So they were jumping from different different platforms, which is confusing. That's why I say your Instagram, your Facebook, your LinkedIn, your text messages, your, they all need to pi- be piped through with your email. Um, and that way, there is no excuse that Facebook deliverability, which it is spotty. Yeah. Um, and you're not, you know, missing orders as well. Um, so that leads me to my thing. So in the middle of class, someone said, Hey, I think I can pick up. Today, if that's okay, I didn't scroll back and look at our messages, but she had a pickup for the next day, so it was her order ready. No, did I tell her? Yeah, come on by. <laughs> yeah, because I there was, was not, just and yeah, I was not. It was it fell one hundred percent on my end. Of course, right. she drives. Saturday, not only was the worst day for my car, it was it's also the worst day, the worst day, for, cars day in general. for traffic. So she, what took, should have taken her like 20 minutes, took her a whole hour and she showed up to no order at all. And granted, she f- showed up during the pickup window, my ideal client. And right. of course she had nothing to show up to. I wasn't there because my car Miracle, was being yeah. fixed by Heather. Um, so I immediately refunded her total. It was $56. And I said, I will be bringing them to you hand-delivered tomorrow. What time works for you? Because now I messed up. And I'm going to recognize that. So you, I'm on your time. What time works for you? Yeah. Do you want to sleep in? Do you want to be there at the crack of dawn? I'm going to be there because I messed up. So then I thought about it. I put myself in her shoes and I said, wow, how frustrating would that be to sit an hour in traffic to have nothing? Yeah, would I want my refund? Great. Okay, I'm going to get the cookies. Fine. But how can I make up that time that I wasted of hers? So I put together a DIY cookie kit and I said, I am so sorry for taking your time because time is so important to me. So I took your opportunity to make memories with your family on the weekend. So here's a DIY kit. Hopefully you can make memories from that. Please forgive me. And guess who's going to class? This lady signed up for class. <laughs> right. So that worked out really well. And I know that some people are like that's so rude of her to take the refund. The refund goes two different directions. Okay. I I never 100 I never thought she was rude for taking the refund. If anything I was relieved she took Corey, the refund. I was kicking herself the entire drive from the where we teach the classes in McLean to the pickup location in Fairfax, saying I can't believe I did that. When Corey offered the refund, which is essentially an apology, those emotions need to to follow it. Yeah, they need to go through you. They need to be passed through to the person who accepts the apology. And that apology for Corey was a refund. So the lady taking it is not evil for accepting the refund. Yeah, cool. And a perfect day, people have not taking the refunds. Are you touching that? No, oh, it's this little tag on the side not it. it is our sound <laughs> our sound creator <laughs> so uh you know it's not rude for people to take a refund it's- if she would have not taken the refund i had been oh wow that's so nice but to me i almost needed her to take the refund as a transaction to alleviate the stress and sorrow that i had caused that were being put on my shoulders so when she took that refund i felt a lot better about it i said okay the situation is on its path to being mended. Then I made the DIY kit because we all know that I'm extra. And I felt really bad about the situation too. And I said, how can I turn this lady who probably will not order from me after today into someone who might order from me in the future? And that was that extra DIY kit. So I was not offended that she took that refund. I was actually glad she took it. And I'll look at it this way because it did work out nicely. So Corey's cost versus her profit she has a high profit margin for these cookies so her refunding that yeah it was taking that profit away but it wasn't really hitting your pocket so much because your costs are so low comparatively speaking right now a diy kit we sell for what 28 32 bucks depending you've given it to her it really costs us next to nothing it does okay so maybe Corey truly lost out on 12 15 dollars by refunding the profit of this other one right however $12, 15 whatever, and a little bit of your time driving, our cookie classes are $70. So and she's signing her daughter up. So it's $140. Um, but here's the thing. Um, in cookie class, we always make one extra set of cookies in case someone breaks them or I miscounted or something. So it wasn't that I even had to bake those cookies. It was the cookies from class. I just um, heat sealed them, put them in a box. So it was even less on my part. Okay, this, this is not going to be a chaotic podcast, but my aunt needs me to take the cake out of the freezer because it's his birthday. Okay, so... Um, you take this over just introduce what we talk about in the course okay so Heather wanted queso so, guys if you say the word k comma and from Heather and you have no pause she will say queso <laughs> just so beware but I am kind of hungry so that's not a bad idea okay. so, so, so. you have to tell me twice queso <laughs> so with the course did I say it again I just thought that so could be queso <laughs> queso queso with the course Heather wanted me I can't say it again Heather Wanted me to highlight. I can't almost not say it. They <laughs> wanted me to highlight a portion of the course, and th- this one that we are highlighting today is called Google Calendars. Okay, Corey, takes you step by step. <laughs> <laughs> Corey hated Google Calendars. I when it. We yeah. started working together. I was like, she would be like, "Hey, don't forget call on t- Tuesday at two. Come Tuesday at 2, People would be like, "Why don't you call me?" Call <laughs> I thought it was 2.30. So I tell Corey, like, hey, if you just trust me with this, kind of like use gonna kind of Google calendars, I think you'll really find some cool functionality. And? I'm a girl living in 2021. We're but... just eating queso and making calendar <laughs> advice. Okay. So I saw this post in the group. Did I say queso? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There was this post in the group and she's like, who here can't, will never use an online calendar with pen and paper are the only way. And she had so many people in agreement with her. But you guys, you can still do that. And I still do it too, because I like to write it down to have a mental note. It like gets into my brain better. But what if someone emailed me or messaged me, filled out my job form that we just talked about and said I could I want to order cookies for November 26th. Can you do it? In every sale, there's an expiration to the sale. The, if you took too much time, you will bypass the closing part and they will have moved on. Mm-hmm. Um, what if I was waiting for the pen and paper to be like, well, I'm going to be home in five hours if you don't mm-hmm. mind. Can I reference my I'm at Cookie paper? Con and it's looking like a four-day return drive. <laughs> so what if you could write it in a pen and paper so you can still have your cute stationery, but you also have Google calendars that you could reference right off the bat? Hey, I do have a... An opening for two dozen orders, How, where can I send the invoice? And here's an amazing thing. Back with alleviate, mitigate, and eliminate mm-hmm. is when I schedule with a client. So we take um, – we do photography for a modeling client where we're dealing directly with their client. So it's our client's client. Um, and those people, I am going into their house while they are there. So I'll confirm that with them a time, and then I'll always say, hey, expect a Google invite from me. Then they'll accept. So that way they have another way to remember – that I'm coming to knock on their door at 2 p.m. on, you know, Monday. Right. So that is an additional way that not only so pen and paper great for you, not great for the other person. Not great for you on the go, not great for having it with you. We always have our phones literally in 2021, our phones are attached to our hips. Right. Um, why wouldn't I want that information accessible to me at all times uh to make the sale? Because at the end of the day, we're business owners. Here's an amazing thing too, and I do talk about this in the course is subscribing to your husband or wife's calendar. So a lot of times your husband's yeah, on my calendar. Yeah, I know. Corey's getting her kid <laughs> dentist done <laughs> so uh what i talk through is like you know so i have my calendar but Corey has hers now i cory and i do a lot of our meetings together but if i go and i don't have access to a digital calendar of hers there's no way for me to know what her schedule looks like and i'll be putting meetings where she's not available mm-hmm. so what i do is i subscribe to Corey's personal calendar with my work calendar so i can see like hey she's got a Parent teacher thing going on. We can't schedule at that time. That way, I can work around. Now, if you have a husband or a wife, and you're scheduling something with your clients, and then the husband and wife had already scheduled a meeting with you or a date night, and you're scheduling, who's going to be offended? Bain. Yeah, or you're going to have to tell your client, "Can you switch your pickup date?" Which it's is a so pain. annoying, right? So, with a Google Calendar, another thing I cover as like a little bit of an advanced topic is you can create a template so you can just put it on your brook bar and call it cookie pickup i'm not gonna let you that brook bar mark, i'm not mark, gonna mark, mark, <laughs> yeah hey, <though. laughs> um the you can create a template for your google calendar so you can say uh cookie class i can just click on it and it will just populate cookie class it has all the information i need in the mm-hmm. footer another thing with google calendars is you can attach an invoice which is can i yeah, i just actually I know we're just, going through the whole course i but, actually <laughs> typed up heather's portion of this um oh what oh well she annotated it annotated it so i am very fresh on the google (laughs) calendars thing um you can have in the description you guys know how frustrating it is to find details after someone sends a million ideas what did they end up saying you can attach that to that Google Calendar, to that event, then you can also set your notifications for 24 hours before. So if you forgot Mm -hmm. to make those cookies, you can have one Hail Mary pass of 24 hours to squeeze them in. You're never going to be caught with your pants down. Right, right, right. Another thing that Google Calendar can do, I always put in the address for meetings. So that way it pings Corey says, you need to get here. You need to leave your house by this time. And again, that's some setting permission settings. Um, but on my phone, all my calendars converge and I can get an overview of my next year. Um, went to the dentist this morning. She was like, what's your March 2nd look like? I said, let me tell you it's wide open. I have no friends, but so Heather has in our, um, marketing agency, any of the reoccurring bills, um, we know the dates they hit because there's a calendar for it. So I'm never wondering like, oh, did we pay this? No, it's it's on the calendar. Especially recurring bills. And that's a that's a great way to keep a pulse on your business. So when we sign up for a recurring thing, which we have a lot of recurring software that we use, I'll immediately add it to that. And then it'll remind me a day in advance, hey, this is about to be paid. If you're going to cancel it, cancel it today. Right. Um, and I just regiment every time we sign up for something, add it to the calendar so we know when the bill date is. So if you want to take a deep dive with Google Calendar. Account- Calendars and really streamline your life with job forms, Google calendars, things like that, you definitely want to sign up for the course. It drops on August 31st. How much is it? It's $68 a month. And it's is it a month contract? Month. Oh. no got you there. Got baby. Um, the great thing about it, it, it's never ending. It's not just a stagnant course, we're going to constantly be adding to it. Because as you know, Facebook changes, algorithms change, websites change, new things come into the world. And we want to use those things. Um, we want to be able to give you the knowledge to overcome those things to use those things to utilize it in your business. So um, we'll all ha- in the course, you'll see what's there. And you'll see things that are coming soon, things that me and Heather are building out as that information comes to us. Right. Um, this is is, is this course meant for the hobby baker? I'm going to say no.
1: I'm say it is This meant- course is
0: not meant... F- if if $68 a month is a struggle for you, and that's okay, um, this course is not meant for you, you are not there yet. You have a little bit more footwork that you need to do. you can get from the main group. That you can get from the main group, and that that's information is free for you. This is for someone who says, hey, I have the funds. I I know that I need to raise my prices to be able to scale this business. I want to do it right now with the twins. So, right. So we thought that when we came up with pricing, you know, we had to value our own time. Um, this is a ton of work. I'll be honest; it's a full time job. Mm-hmm. So we thought that 68 is just over at one dozen that Corey charges, and if we can cover our own costs to you with a by getting you one extra sale a month, um, I think everybody wins. it. Now we were going to charge it at 69, but that's just weird. Yeah, we said someone had made that. Would it 69 weird? Yeah, that's weird. We're just doing 68. Yeah, 68. 68. Okay, voicemails. This is from – what is that noise? Not me. It's like a burb. Oh, my gosh. This bird's having a little heart failure. Um, Okay, so voicemail one is Amy Russell. Hi, friends. I'm looking into local spaces to host a cookie class. Uh, There is a local shop that does donuts – Okay, there's a lot of typos, and she leaves them in here on purpose. <laughs> there is a local shop that does donuts, some lunch items, as well as cupcakes, cakes, etc. She doesn't sew cookies, but I think she meant do cookies. Um, and we are on friendly terms. So My question is, do you see any drawback to hosting classes in a bakery since she doesn't offer cookies? P.S. Thanks. I was going to fix my typos, but I left them for ha Aha, Heather read it. <laughs> um, that's honestly a great point. And we actually have a local cake baking shop here that does classes, and they are highly successful there. Um, so I would 100% if you guys aren't. Um, so just to reiterate, it's a it's a local shop supply that shop. has vendors come in and teach classes. So if she does not do cookies and you do not do cupcakes, I think that could be a match made in Baking Heaven. Uh-huh, yeah. Because you are creating, a, and the cool thing that that setup does is they offer 10% for all class attendees to buy from the shop that right. you're in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you're bringing marketing people you're bringing people to her shop that are coming for cookies but if honestly if you love cookies you probably love cupcakes um that could benefit from seeing her shop that maybe she wouldn't have reached before your audience and then you in turn get to reach some of her audience it's a win-win yeah it's like a symbiotic relationship this bird needs help is it a bird i do not know what's well, not he die? he's gonna come back I out. feel it in my phone. Okay. So my suggestion is, you know, we partnered with the AR workshops. I know some of them do charge. The one we worked with didn't charge. But I'm sorry, that bird, man. <laughs> I don't think they can hear the bird, but it sounds like it's it's literally taking its last squawk. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So when we partnered with the AR workshop, they, unsolicited by us, offered 20% because they did have a little uh, shop Store in Store at the front. Um, they offered 20% to everyone we uh, brought in. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of those people came and spent around 150 bucks on But I things. will say when the AR workshop lady said, hey, can I ask anybody how they found us? 100% of the people said through sugar cookie classes. So she got to reach a market that she didn't already have. Yeah, a win-win. We did the marketing and she passed on the finder's fee to the... Uh, and we made our profit off the tickets. Right, so it really worked out for everybody in that one. Amy and your typos. Uh, so this burst, this next one asked to remain anonymous. Oh, I know. Wow. Ah. I've been doing pop-ups at a local shop since April. It has grown my business a lot, and the owner is beyond sweet and helpful. She's putting a big Christmas event with 50 other vendors. When I heard about this back in May, I immediately told her I wanted to be a part of it and paid my vendor fee. I was under the impression I would only, be the only baker there, but since then I've learned that three other bakers there will be there besides me. I mainly do macarons, and one other does macarons as well. She does only macarons as well. I'm not mad or upset at her, as I know she's trying to help out other local small businesses. I've just been going back and forth as to if I should be a part of the event now. I'm not sure it would be cost-effective for my business to do so. Plus, I work full-time, so baking at night is really hard already. I mentioned my feelings to my mom, and she said for me to really think about it because she doesn't want the wrong thing said about my business like that I was ill-mannered by the other bakers. I don't want that either, but I'm very torn. Please help. Oh, non. Anon, I'm going to say this on competition. If there was no competition, it's a signal that there's an unsupportable market. There's no desire for that and service. the secret ingredient is you. <laughs> That's truly it. It really is. Right. So, you know, a lot of what we see, if you had that much success in the first show, odds are you can create enough product that you guys both sell out. Um, And in whatever you don't sell, you can have a pop-up later, right? Right. So there is no true loss here. Now, to be parked right next to it, that would be a little gangster. I would say ask if you could be stationed on opposite sides of the venue, Mm -hmm. right? And it is a lot of work, but but these could be your saving grace bakers. When you are busy, when you're too busy that you cannot bake, you can get the other mac lady to kind of – and you guys can kind of be, again, another symbiosis. Yeah, so – to that competition i really honestly don't feel like i have competition if i can't take an order i'm like hey send me a photo of what you're looking for i'm going to check the skill set out i might send you a few bakers that i think can knock that out of the park for you because what that makes me look like is a champ um and it gives my client something to choose from could they stick with that baker and never come to me absolutely but i can't service her now so i don't mind they were going to not order from you anyways with yeah. no availability now you just look like you're a really nice person and but you know what when that baker that you referred to has no time no guess who don't. they're going to pass it back to you that's true yeah so you know Corey and i are really pro competition and pro being friends with your competition there's just a lot of work and if you're already saying that this market was so fantastic no wonder why everyone wants to be involved in it it's because you all are planning to move a lot of product right if you do say at the end of the day it is a lot of work I can see a work saying, you know, maybe the vendor event wouldn't be good for you, but I would not say competition is a good reason for you not to be a part of that event. Right. Now, makes so if it's too, yeah, if you're miserable making the product for that event, there, that would be a more of a thing. And then I would tell the um, lady hosting, hey, I am just overworked and I would love to be a part of it. I just can't, but I'm so glad that you found another macaron. Bigger. Right. Um, if you do want to be a part of it, I, again, I would say make peace, shake hands tell them like, oh, I'm so happy to see like somebody who understands my struggle here. And then just mention to the um, host that you just can, can put some space between you two. Yeah, And then do better marketing. Out <laughs> <I'll> market them. Out <laughs> market them. Create the your own event. Create your own hype. Create your Instagram stories. Document everything. Hype it up. Hype it up. Incentivize them to come to your booth. If that is, hey, you get a free Mac if you stop by, hey, Guess what? Give them a free mac. Start that Facebook campaign to get your booth hyped up so people stop to you first. Yeah, absolutely. And then you sell out, and then you say, "Hey, there's two great macaron bakers right down the row." Yeah, I really like it. Plus, you, you're having 50 vendors in a building. Could you imagine how many people that's going to pull? How much of their marketing is going to benefit you, and yeah. you didn't spend a single buck on it? Well, she did pay for the vendor, but you didn't spend their marketing dollars. Yeah, yeah, you really benefit. So, if it were me, anon. And I was in your shoes, I would still go and I would make friends with the other people and I would be the nicest baker they've ever met. I mean, that's saying a lot from Heather, who's not very nice. All right. Voicemail number three. Can I read it? uh yeah go ahead hi cory and heather this is megan from plano texas i'm so sorry this was posted last week gosh darn it i didn't get it in later (gasps) we can read it again okay hi cory and heather this is megan from plano texas i have a question about domain names what's the best way to go about getting one slash who to purchase it from also it says the domain name i want belongs to someone else but the web address doesn't lead anywhere when i type it in how do i find out who owns it and buy it from there as they clearly aren't using it Thanks so much. You both are so helpful and your advice has drastically changed my business. Heather answered this long form last week. So I'm going to have her answer it short form. This okay. Week. Yeah. Cause a couple of you went out and actually acted on the recommendation. I'm proud Stevenson. of you. Thank you, Corey, for your advice. But it wasn't, I didn't, Corey, I I didn't oh, give no, that no, advice. <laughs> so your, um, if the website was a house, your domain name is the front door. Now, when you go to purchase that domain name, somebody could have already squatted on it. It's called domain name squatting and it's, typically a hostage situation, which means when you ask them if you can buy it, they're not going to sell it to you for what it's worth, $8, because now there is a high demand and a limited supply, so they can price higher. If you don't buy it from them, they don't care, they'll find somebody else. So my recommendation is a few things. There is a godaddy.com forward slash who dash is, I think. It's the who is record. It will tell you when they reserved that domain name and when they updated it. If they reserved it in 2011 and they updated it in 2021, the odds of you getting it are low. And it's probably a domain name squatter. So you're looking at, you know, I think one of the most expensive domain names ever sold was, um, at least on record, Mm -hmm. um, sumo.com. The app sumo guy. Yeah. One at sumo.com. Okay. How much dollars? Whoa. Um, wow. So there's some um, uh, sugarcookies.com is for sale for fifteen thousand dollars right Something. now. Heather halliday I mean, do you want it? And I said, Yeah, yeah. put it on my bill. Anyways, <laughs> so, we're not getting it. So, anyways, I would ask myself well, who has it if it resolves to nowhere, which means there's no website on there, do you really want to risk buying it or can we give your website another name? Um, and I know not having your website and your Facebook page is not ideal, especially for search engine optimization. But if you cannot get the domain name, you have no option. No option. All right. That wraps us up for voicemails. If you would like to call, text, or email, phone number is 571-556-5644. And the email is hello at com. You can also text 571-556-5644. And we never answer any of the three. Am Sometimes I? we respond to emails if they don't. Barely. Really, it's just yeah. Honestly, we don't. Okay, so group stuff. We had a past live yesterday. Mm. It by was Nicole. insanely valuable. Oh my goodness, Nicole. I, I, I mean, you can see why she makes Nicole, so much money. Nicole, I never sleep Stolfa. Nicole Disney. literally said in the, in the live, if you want money, you work. And I think we all need to get it as a tattoo. <laughs> Anyways, Nicole, um, Stolfa, She is the what it she um, pictionary confection. She can, Whatever. Pixie's something confectionery. I just tagged her on Instagram. Okay. Um but she sells in with a single pop-up. That's one day. One day. One day. She moves $3,000 worth of product. And if you wondered why if you watched that live you'd be like Nicole is a total vibe. She is so organized, she is so regimented. She has the entire process dialed in. She is so active on social media and that's where she gets these people. She has people waiting outside to buy from her before she opens. So she it, tells him it's not fair, though. If you want to aspire to be somebody, watch that live. Learn from the pro. Right. I was quite impressed uh, with it because I like to watch them and bring out a couple of things. Her pop-ups start at 11, and she has no end time because she usually sells out of product too fast. So she'll start them at 11, but every, throughout the hours that hours. her pop-ups, she'll keep product updates on her Facebook page. Oh, she keeps people so going back to, yes, at her social media. This is how good she is. In the middle of a hurricane, she sends me a message and says, hey, I'm on target to do this Facebook Live, and I'm going to knock it out of the park, but if I lose power, I might have to scooch it back. And I said, girl, if you need to go, you know – Save yourself. That's fine. And she's like, no, I'm going to stay on target. And she said, I'm doing it through the hurricane. Uh-huh. So she, did, she did it exactly for an hour, added a couple extra, and mentioned a ton of vendors that she executes us all from. Yeah. Her biggest seller is dunkers. That was her thing. She said, I will always have them. She gets them from Sugar Dots yeah. website, mm-hmm. um, the little plunger dunkers that do the little impression on Dunker it. Dunkers. Yeah. I know. She Can used that, some name right? on there. I looked up Sugar Dots website, and I think they were called Plunger Cutters. Okay. Okay. Did you call them dunkers? For dunkers. Oh, okay. I don't know. <laughs> so words. <anyways>. Okay, so. <laughs> okay, so then we have a business entity structure and income. This is with, past. Yeah. yeah, this is a past one with Jay Lee. And he went over the different entities you can structure your business as. Um, so Jay Lee is actually Sweet Pink Olives, who's our Cutter sponsor. Um, that is her business accountant and he took the time out of his busy day to come and give us some knowledge so if you are just starting out and you're like how do i file but i want to be legit go and tune into that live because it was very handy that was nice and then we also had intro to pick play post video editor app with belinda cooley she has the paid version but from the sounds of it everyone was really she tells you how to do voiceovers how to speed up how to do um where you have scenes like multiple layers mm-hmm. i don't know how what you would call it in that Um, I like the word singing. Okay. And uh, she really kind of just holds up her phone to the camera and really walks you through how to do all of it. It was really nice. So we have some upcoming events. We have Square Custom Order Forms with Fresia Malone. Guys, this is Thursday at 7 p.m. If you were thinking of Square, you have Square, you wish to have Square – This is something you want to tune into. She actually said, I see so many people ask about it. I feel like I want to do a live to help people with this. Um, So definitely tune into that. That's Thursday at 7 p.m. and that's Eastern Standard Time. We have Facebook Live selling on Etsy 101 with Sweet Pink Olive. If you have considered selling on Etsy, um, an Etsy shop, an Etsy store, you want to ship, you want to use Etsy, you want to tune into this live. Sweet Pink Olive has been selling on Etsy since day one. Mm. So you can kind of know what goes into the listing? What are the fees associated to it? um, How easy is it to operate? And what does Etsy expect of you when you list your products with them? So Etsy has made some also major changes. So I'm interested interested in in what she's going to say. So that's Sunday at 4pm Eastern Standard Time. Then we have Facebook Live managing workflow using Asana with Susan Shepard. and now, that's I really Monday. like Asana. Heather loves Asana; she's a big fan of it. So I'm excited to see what Susan says. And that's Monday, August 30th, um, at 7 p.m. And that what what's the I don't know what is that? Why does it say it's his course? Sugar Cookie Marketing Course launched with the twins Tuesday, August 31st at 10 a.m. Kids now to be good marketers. We're only allowing 250 people to take this course. The reason being is I don't think... Because we're good marketers. We are great marketers. But I don't think... I want to hone in on those first 250. Get them successful. Get them to where we want them to be before we open up the doors again. A lot of people say, I love the big group, but 24,000 people is a lot of noise to just find out the the action items I need. Like... you know, when I'm talking about domain names, which, yeah, I filmed that in the course, but we're talking about advanced DNS records and forwarding and MX records for Gmail. I need a, just a small group of people to sit down there with me and follow along and get their business dialed in. And 24,000 people don't care about that. Yeah. Here's the people that need to sign up for the course. That you don't have you, enough You, if you're to, listening to this right now. You have now. ears and eyeballs. Um, if you don't have enough time in your day to sit and scroll through the main group because you are busy, but you want to be busier, you want to scale, you want to have that brick and mortar This is the course for you. Um, It's not for someone who's just hobby baker. It's not for somebody who just likes to do this on the side. You are not the ideal client for this course. This is for somebody who wants to dig deep, to dive deep into their business to actually grow it. Um, We're talking about things like SEO, search engine optimization, where you can actually if you wanted to get off Facebook and just have a website, you could still have a very successful business um, outside of Facebook. And millions of businesses use SEO to rank their websites. And those are the things that we're going to do. It's very complicated, about. though, and it's hard. So don't make, make it sound like it's easy. I like to make it sound easy. And then Heather makes it complicated. It's very challenging. So having the correct theory to operate under. But anyways, we're really excited about the course. The thing is, we can keep adding to it and adjusting. And what you guys request um we can implement yeah. that too. like so i did lightroom desktop paid version last week did a whole staging thing with them and we edited i think it was a 20 minute video you go into editing with me and today i did editing via lightroom free mobile app oh, so great. there's both choices there uh, it took me a million hours please appreciate yeah, it yeah i think we walk you through Jotform free and google forms is free so some so, free options. So even though you're paying for the course, it's not gonna be like, oh my goodness, it's gonna cost me an additional million dollars. We want you to be business savvy with your money, and that is our goal to help you in those avenues as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the late lunch learn and link up is tomorrow. Oh, Thursday, sorry. I think. Oh my goodness, you gave me a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we're going to seasons 52. I can't wait. I love a steak. Um, Cookie Con. Is so close. We are so not ready. We are not ready. But it should be fun. We are going to walk you through the entire process from hey, what is my goal with these cookies I just baked all the way to posting on Facebook. So it would sit down and say, My goal is to get uh orders for Halloween. I think we're doing a Halloween. We are. Corey's bringing cookies down. She's bringing a prop set up, and we're going to watch her build it together. Then we're going to watch her photograph it, and then we're going to show everyone how she edits it. Now she's going to purposefully do some things that she doesn't like in the photo, and we're going to take them into Photoshop and remove those artifacts, those extra things she doesn't Mm -hmm. like. And then we're going to sit down. We're going to all together write copy. That we feel following a copy, a, you know, a writing theory, um, writing recipe, whatever you want to call it, um, on how to best get our clients to engage. And then we're going to use a scheduling software that is free and also compare it to one that is paid to have this content go up over the next few weeks so we can let our business work for us. Guys, I'm excited. i got a lot of work to do, but I bake the we cookies do, last night. We do, finally. Okay, we're at Twinterest and I want to tell you guys um, – if you ever make a big batch of icing, are you ever sitting there worried that it's crusting over and you're going to have little crustalies in your icing? All the icing? time, man. It keeps me up at night. <laughs> I've never made an icing batch in my life. <laughs> um, but you have made me make some. You have stirred it and put in Thank the that meringue the, powder? That is... I'm asking. Yes, you left. you put it you in. You left there? one day when we we're doing major kits, and I just did it. <laughs> oh, good girl. <laughs> you never done that. Um, but I actually bought this KitchenAid mixing bowl, and you're like, "Girl, we all got KitchenAid mixing bowls." But this one is glass, but it actually comes with a lid on it that seals at the top, and it is my favorite thing because I can make a big batch of royal icing. I can put that lid on it, put it in the fridge, gather from it as I go, on. I don't have to bag, rebag, empty bag, and everything like that. So I make it on Sunday night, and I use it all week long, and then I redo it every Sunday, and it has made my life so easy. I paid an ungodly $129 on Amazon, but it is on sale today, Bed Bath & Beyond, for only 69 Wait, if you say this on the podcast and you do not give them the link, so help me. I will get you guys that link. Because you can't do that, because they all ask, and I don't know what you're talking Google about. you so KitchenAidon! I- mixer with lead, like I did. <laughs> the discounted one. But that would be a hot for lead. <laughs> so I thought that was honestly very cool. Here's my one thing. You're going to see the reviews on it, but I did my research. If your mixer attachments are hitting the bowl, you are going to weaken the sides of that glass bowl. It's glass. It's not metal. Um, your KitchenAid mixer comes with adjustments, so you can move up your paddle mm. attachment. You can move it down. If you see scraping on your paddle attachment, mm. it is touching your bowl's even this is for metal bowls, too. Um, mm. So you need to, it's not complicated, refigure how your KitchenAid mixer, you need to make it go up a little bit, down a little bit, depending. So if you're have, if you mixing and you have things at the bottom of the bowl that you're like, wow, these crumblies never seem to get mixed in, you need to lower that attachment. And if you're like, wow, my, my paddle attachment looks like it went through World War V, you need to up it. So be gentle with your bowl. That's all I have. My paddle attachment looks the same way. <laughs> you have a paddle? <laughs> okay. But on to sponsors. We have two sponsors, but we actually have a third sponsor that is very interesting. We're not going to reveal them just yet. Do I, should... I know this? Yeah. The website people. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so Eddie Eduardo Edifer, whatever you want to call the man. Eddie is an edible printer it that's his name is eddie we didn't make that up his tagline is the best boyfriend you'll ever had but it have but he prints directly on cookies and i it's not on edible paper it prints on cookies when was the last time we used eddie i used for the apples i gave at the oh yeah so we used eddie for uh we needed to film a course example i just want to include some eddie stuff um but we created the um what do you call it the Clip art? Yeah. We created the clip art. We uploaded it to the bartender software. We printed on Eddie. Corey took it and added some cute things. She photographs it. Um and then she edited it in the course and then we gave him away a class we gave him away to class as uh thank you for coming to class my value added because you guys know i'm extra and then they got a little cookie cutter for the fall to say hey i hope this reminds you to come back right it was really cute so eddie will be at CookieCon. i'll be so curious they promised to give us two eddie bears and if i do not leave with an eddie bear i'll be so upset Josh darn i better be snuggling him day one next um i'm gonna name him teddy teddy bear Teddy, Daddy Bear. Teddy, Daddy Bear. I'm sure that's what they named it. <laughs> okay. The next sponsor is actually Bakity Bakes. It is a meringue powder. Guys, I wrote on 600 cookies this week and not one poked through. Not one. Not a one. Of 600. Someone else had the same experience with the Bakey Bakes meringue powder. Yeah. Someone said, hey, I heard Corey hype it up. Didn't believe her. She's they a never big did. sack of lies. And she said, I had a few extra minutes, a few extra cookies. I did it. I wrote on it. My life is changed. If I can write on 600 cookies now at one poke through. I mean, I ordered six pounds of it. Oh my I don't goodness. know. So uh, Code twins at checkout is 10% off. And on that note, we actually created a list of the discount codes that are within the group. and um, You, you can, can add to it if you want mm-hmm. to. So we have about 10 discount codes there for you guys. The requirement is that they had to be at least 10% or higher and apply to the entire store. Yeah. So that so was so we had to do less cool. work. Right. Um, okay, that wraps us up. It didn't go to the mailbag. Mailbag. But um, I'm sure there's a million things waiting there for us. Right, guys. Right. <laughs> um, Kim sent us a Barbie calendar. Oh good. Right. Oh, I can't wait to see that that week cute. Yeah. Okay, guys, that wraps up the podcast. One hour and nine minutes of your day oh, pure, spent with your twins. pure gold. <laughs> so our big takeaway is a recap. I would like to do a recap. Okay, this is new. Supply and demand. Waist. Can okay, supply and demand? If you're too busy, raise your prices. Make more money. Do less work. Like it. What's your takeaway? For uh, yours? Eliminate people. <laughs> there you go, guys. And that is from the Sugar Cookie Marketing Podcast. Thank you so much. We will see you. Actually, we're not filming it next week on Tuesday. We're filming it next week on Saturday. Saturday, Because we'll be at CookieCon and we'll be filming that. And if nobody shows up to our little breakout room, it's just going to be me and Corey on Saturday. heller at people in the hallway. <laughs> <I'm> coming. <laughs> okay, guys. See you next Saturday.